this music, and usually it just means one thing, <laughs> that Pete Callender is behind the microphone, and yet you hear this voice. I hope you find it familiar, perhaps even hauntingly familiar. Uh, it's the recovering congressman, J.D. Hayworth, in for Pete on this Thursday because Pete, uh, well, let me put it to you this way. This is kind of like in the uh, in the SAT, the abstract reasoning, I believe it was called. Uh, kryptonite is to Superman as laryngitis is to broadcasters. Poor Pete has lost his voice. And as soon as he can find it, he will return. <laughs> I know you'll be happy about that. In the meantime, it's you and me. And a familiar number, 570-1110 to call in. And really today, since it is the first day of early voting in North Carolina, our friends and TV partners over at Queen City News had, had the big story on their website, early voting for NC starts Thursday, most will cast their ballot early. So I got thinking. Right off the bat, since it's lunchtime, I mean, it's only six minutes past noon, maybe you've taken a break from work, maybe you're headed to vote early. I'm just kind of interested in getting an eyewitness report. Is it a steady stream of folks? Did you have any trouble voting? Did it get for you in Mecklenburg County, uh, North Carolina, the way it was for uh, citizens, residents of Arizona in Maricopa County, where the pins we used to mark ballots back in the primary and even in 2020 were bleeding through the ballot. All sorts of crazy mess going on. So I'm just curious to hear from you. If you have voted today, now I got to tell you, and this is something that, um, there are many fine broadcasters, but only a couple of us have actually uh, served in the Congress of the United States. We have stood at the bar of public opinion every two years. In my case, it was for uh, over a decade, 12 years representing the people of Arizona and lifetime. Not that this is a game, but... Uh, it worked out okay for me. Uh, six wins, two <clears throat> second place finishes, uh, one in the midterms of aught six, which man is starting to get further back as you take a look at the rearview mirror. And then again in a challenge to uh, to John McCain for the Senate in 2010. Uh, John, rest his soul, was just wrong on the border. And uh, it prompted that challenge. But that was then, this is now. I mention that because when your name appears on the ballot, when you have both won and <clears throat> finished second, you look back at those different races. And it is worth noting that uh, the class of 94, when Lindsey Graham, and Richard Burr and yours truly were elected to the United States House of Representatives. That was a midterm election. And people were 
I guess you'd say they were they were registering their vote of non-confidence in Bill Clinton. And my big question for you, in addition to, hey, have you gone to vote? Are you going to vote early? Give us your own eyewitness account. In addition to that, I'm just wondering what motivates your vote? Each individual race, or is it the notion of Biden's in the White House, and Sherry Beasley and those on the left are going to be right down the line with Joe Biden. How much does that influence you? Oh, speaking of that, and this is the difference with our British cousins in a parliamentary democracy, Liz Truss had a truncated term. She has resigned as prime minister after 44 days. But that's going on across the drink, even though you can fly out of Charlotte and get there these days we're going to move even more quickly than jet speed we're, we're going to move to the phones for an eyewitness account on line one it's randy randy where do you stand on early voting and did you cast a ballot today uh well early voting i always do it uh yes i can just got through casting my vote at the uh betty ray center over on tuxedo road ladies in there were sweet and accommodating uh no problem getting in and out in fact there was only like three people in there when i was there so so you were one of the early birds you got it done here at lunch hour the other question i have and i haven't really had a chance to check but usually early voting locations are kind of centralized they're they're it's not like going to your regular precinct but you felt good about going in nothing was amiss correct correct yes and uh everything, you have a right to a secret ballot but if you want to share with us <laughs> uh, do you feel uh, about, good about, about the votes what? you cast well i mean i i um i believe that the uh if you vote if you look at the things that have been going on for the last two years there's only one way to vote we have to get the economy back we have to get some common sense back, um, and the past two years has shown just how flawed their side of the uh, of the fence is. Uh, it's hurting everybody, including Democrats. If they're honest with themselves, they'll they'll see that it's, it's hurting everybody, and it's got to change. So. Well, you took the first step to making that change today with your early vote. And this is something that you're more comfortable with than day of? Well, yeah, I mean, I like to go on and get it out of the way. Uh, make sure that uh, there's no uh, no problems on the day of voting. So, uh, and like I said, the area that I voted in, uh, these ladies are super nice, super helpful. Uh, nobody tries to, you know, sway you one way or the other. Uh, it's just a, it's a good place to go vote. Well, good. I'm glad it worked out for you, Randy, and that's a great way to start the show. Thanks very much for the call. So Randy filling us in, he went down, nice accommodating ladies, uh, he helped him get the ballot, got it done early, and is voting for change based on the occupant of the White House, without going into much detail about that.
21 minutes past noon, recovering Congressman and High Point native J.D. Hayworth behind the mic for Pete Callender, who has put out an all-points bulletin to get his voice back. If you would like to lend voice to the whole notion of early voting, you're invited to do so. 570-1110, the number to call in Charlotte and across Metro Line, a toll-free from any place, 1-800-928-1110. Uh, later this hour, does a single issue, well, I'll just put it to you this way, does abortion really trump inflation? Pardon the pun. It's not meant about the 45th president. It's meant about how people make up their minds to vote. We'll talk about that at about 1234. If uh, you are just joining us, I'm just kind of curious. We're, we're taking advantage of arguably the first, uh, the world's first interactive electronic medium, talk radio, to let you be our reporters today since it's the first day of early voting in north carolina so that would mean mecklenburg county and points north of the state line with south carolina just kind of curious did you go to vote early are you going to go vote early randy checked in with us just called uh, right there as soon as i invited calls and he said yeah did it it was great I wanted to get it done, get it out of the way. And that's cool. And, uh, well, the, the first time I ran for office uh, out in Arizona, I voted early. Because Election Day, I was going around making sure I, I uh, <laughs> observed that 50-foot limit. But I was just going out all around, hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming out to vote. And uh, figuring that if people saw me, well, they might be inclined to say, gee, that guy cares enough to show up at my polling place and not to say, vote for me, vote for me, just say hi and congratulate me for exercising the franchise. So I'm going to exercise the franchise in his favor. And that worked. And it worked on uh, five other successive occasions for six terms in Congress. And I'm just, uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's an interesting thing voting, especially with what a lot of the nation went through in 2020. And it is vitally important. And and this is one one of these blanket statements, one of these verbal tranquilizers that the left uses. Count every vote. Every vote counts. Well, not so fast. Hold on there, Baba Louie. Every legal vote should count. And it's not too much to ask, especially if we ask you for an ID when you're going to get on board an airplane, when you're going to write a check at the grocery store, and ironically... When you're going into a federal building, a federal courthouse, you have to have picture ID. It's not that outlandish to ask for a voter ID when you show up to vote, whether it's early or 
Election Day. Now, let me tell you where I have a real problem. Not so much early voting, but this whole vote by mail thing. And I got to tell you, Arizona, the state I represented for a dozen years in Congress, was one of the states that put in that whole vote by mail thing way early. Here is the challenge that, in my opinion, we saw in 2020 when nationwide, oh, COVID, COVID's out there. Nobody can vote. Uh, you've got, we're, forget our state constitution, especially in, in the case of Pennsylvania, and we'll be talking more about the Keystone State later and how its attitudinal voting may really be a bellwether for the other 49 states, but but the whole notion that, uh, yeah, it'll be convenient. And I understand Arizona, and now demographically, since I've reached <laughs> that distinct demographic group, that, yeah, Mildred, I got to go play golf. Well, let's just, we'll vote by mail. What was intended as an instrument of convenience can be turned into an instrument of connivance. And I will tell you, in a lot of these states that did the hurry up, hurry up, yeah, we're going to have early voting, it's a public health issue, we don't have time to follow our state constitution, we're just going to get it done, which essentially happened in Pennsylvania and other states. When you do that, you're asking for trouble. But here's the other icing on the cake. And um, on other days, I may have mentioned this to you when I've been behind this microphone. It bears repeating right now. I believe, ironically, it was the year that, that the last time I was on the ballot in 2010 in that challenge to McCain in the primary. Uh, the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at uh, Arizona State University in conjunction with NBC News, I believe the, uh, the, the, the whole project for these investigative reports was something like uh, the 21st Century Initiative. And here's what the report was from a liberal journalism school at a liberal university appearing on the website of a liberal news organization. The easiest way to commit voter fraud is voting by mail. And you can go back and find that report on the internet. I don't think uh, they've pulled it off. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe when some of the tech mavens uh, hear me talk about this, oh, we gotta gotta yank that thing out of the uh, out of the memory banks. But it was right there. And then suddenly, by 2020, if you mentioned anything about the possibilities that uh, the mail would not be a good way to vote, that the opportunities were rife for vote fraud, the same media, the same networks, the same people who wrote the story a decade before essentially are saying, we don't hear you, we're not going to take that up.
So I just want to caution you. For what it's worth, and granted I'm no longer a North Carolina voter, I'm way out in Arizona, but Miss Mary and I are going to leave the Hayworth Hacienda and go vote in our precinct on Election Day. But be one of those who wants to go out and vote today. And you may be out grabbing your lunch now at uh, 12.30 Eastern Daylight Time. And because we've hit that time, well, my goodness. Celebrating a century of broadcast excellence. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. J.D. Hayworth in for Pete Callender. 704-570-1110, the number to call across the width and breadth of Metrolina, as we called it uh, a while back, or toll-free from any place, 1-800-928-1110, the toll-free number to call. Uh, still happy to take your calls. Interactive eyewitness accounting if you are taking advantage of early voting. Since today is the first day in the old North State and obviously in Mecklenburg County. So, love to hear from you on that. But not only when you vote, but how you vote and why you vote the way you do. I'll never forget the class at NC State, the, uh, the seminar on the presidency, the late, great Abraham Holtzman taught that course. And Abe was an old line Truman, well, FDR Truman, classic liberal. But he, uh, <laughs> he was just great in terms of, it wasn't indoctrination with Abe. You could think for yourself. And in, I guess it was the senior seminar on the presidency, he gave us the book Presidential Power by Richard Neustadt to read. And Neustadt said, there are two things that influence voting. Number one, life or death issues. Dealing with your family. And of course, he, as I recall, he was writing Presidential Power, I think the initial edition, uh, at, at the height of the Vietnam War when the draft was still going on. And so obviously Americans were roiled on that. So he said, number one, is life and death. Number two is your pocketbook. Now it's interesting because up at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, old Joe Biden has done a couple of things. Number one, he comes out and he says, we got to codify Roe v. Wade. In other words, when the Supreme Court turned this back to the states, Old Joe is saying, we're betting that women are going to, uh, going to flock to our banner because of a pro-abortion stance. Or in more polite and delicate company, what they call pro-choice. So Peter Ducey of Fox News, uh, back in the old days, when uh, Jimmy Carter was president, Ronald Reagan was president, you would always hear Sam Donaldson 
yell from the back of the room, Mr. President, does this mean, well, given the fact that, sad to say, most of the reporting uh, duties are handled by leftists, very few guys shout out questions anymore, but Peter Ducey does, and I want you to listen to this exchange from yesterday when uh, when Joe was, he'd already talked about codifying Roe v. Wade, and then he was, okay, we're going to be as busy as, as, as bees about this uh, these energy prices. Never mind the fact that I told you that, that we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. So Peter Ducey actually crystallizes the question, and Joe's response says a lot about who Joe has always been and who he is now with sad to say, his cognitive difficulties. Take a listen to cut one. Just hoping to clarify for midterm voters, top domestic issue, inflation or abortion. All important. Unlike you, there's no one thing. It crosses the board. Domestic, ask me about foreign policy too. There's a multiple, multiple, multiple issues. And they're all important. And so, and we ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You know that old expression. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, the irony. And boy, other people got in there shouting some questions after uh, Ducey started, so I stand corrected. Now even the guys on the left. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> if you see some of the... Um, some of the columns from around the country especially let me just put in a plug right now for john cass k-a-s-s -S. he used to write his columns uh, a couple of times a week in the chicago tribune but when the tribune got woke john cass took a walk and so he's got his own website john cass j-o-h-n-k-a-s-s dot com and uh the column that was forwarded to me by a couple of former Republican members of Congress, uh, guys elected with me in 1994, by the way, the latest column is that Joe Biden is going to become the sin eater. Not a senator. He's obviously got the big job. He's the chief executive. He's there at, in the White House. But after the election, the way John Cass, even sitting in Cook County, Chicago, taking a look at national trends, old John thinks that, um, that there are going to be real problems for old Joe, and even the left is going to turn on him. And I would argue, if you just heard Peter Ducey started it, then the other question started... The days of old Joe G, do you like your pistachio ice cream, Mr. President? Those days are just about gone. And as John Cass is writing, uh, he, expects, he expects the left to turn on Biden with a vengeance on the morning of November 9th. Now, the usual advisory needs to be put in place. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. By my lights, the night I was anchoring on national television in 2016 on Newsmax, uh, it was a pleasant surprise. In 2020, the exact opposite. 
Again, for what I believe to be curious reasons, but you may have your own thoughts about that. At any rate, this whole notion, does a single issue define you? And will women vote pro-choice over worry uh, in, in greater numbers than they would when it comes to uh, what's going on with pocketbook issues and gas prices and what goes on at the grocery store? I'd love to get your evaluation from that. In fact, if you are a pro-choice voter and this is the most important issue to you, I'd love to hear from you. 704-570-1110. But now, 11 minutes in front of 1 Eastern Daylight Time. News Talk 1110-993 WBT with JD. Pete Callender has uh, misplaced his voice. As soon as he gets it back, he'll be back behind the microphone. Uh, we love to give you voice, too. 704-570-1110 across Metro Lina. And any place, since you may be listening to us, streaming audio at WBT.com, 1-800-928-1110. Now, uh, again, when, when you're a guest host, it's kind of like, remember the days when you were in school and there would be a substitute teacher? Well, I'm going to kind of expand our lesson plan. Given the fact that you... you uh, probably have other responsibilities as much as I would love you glued to the radio for these entire three hours you you may have had to run out and get lunch you may be uh, going on sales calls you well you may be voting today and that's my real question to you we'll just expand this for uh, our entire time together if you voted today, did it go well since it is the first day of early voting in North Carolina? Love to hear from you about that. And before the break, I put out a specific call. If there is a pro-choice voter who wants to, to give me a call and explain to us why, to you personally, the, the notion of maintaining abortion at a national level, as Joe Biden says, I forget the Supreme Court, we're going to codify Roe v. Wade instead of turning it back to the states. Why your rationale for that being the cornerstone of uh, voting? I'll tell you, it's, it's uh, making it tough for a whole lot of Democrats. Take, for example, Stacey Abrams. Now, you know, it's always funny if you're a conservative and you had problems in 2020, they borrowed that old, uh, that old name, that epithet thrown out by former Vice President Al Gore, who I call none too affectionately, Prince Prissy with that little lisp. If you don't believe in global warming and climate change, you're a climate denier. You're just a denier. Well, if we use that thing, that, that sobriquet about uh, you and me and others who had some concerns about 2020 being election deniers, actually, you got to go back. Uh, the, the most, the world champion election denier was Stacey Abrams. She was going around saying she was uh, the rightful governor of Georgia, and Hillary Clinton and all the usual suspects were saying the same thing. Now, 
Stacy's having a world of trouble in Georgia. And remember, Georgia expanded its early voting. Man, it's like, what, 29 days in some Georgia counties? And still Stacey Abrams and Joe Biden and all those folks are saying that Georgia is Jim Crow 2.0. So I guess it was yesterday. Uh, Stacey Abrams shows up on MSNBC, which you and I know now stands for Make Up Stuff and Never Believe Conservatives. And uh, ironies abound, she shows up on Morning Joe with another guy who was part of that that majority, uh, that history-making, majority-making class of 1994, way back when, when Joe Scarborough was a Republican instead of an MBA, MSNBC guy. But he knows which side his bread, bread is buttered on, and man, he is making some J-A-C-K. So all that stuff's changed, and he's become one of those uh, kind of Liz Cheney Republicans. Anyway, Stacey Abrams is on. And I want you to listen to her talk about th this is just such a ham-handed answer. And I'm even going to give her the benefit of the doubt. But man, does this sound nuts uh, about uh, economic hardship being part of the whole thing about having kids. Take a listen to cut two. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. Well, <laughs> this, this is so crazy. Because... When to my ear, and granted, I'm no Stacey Abrams fan, and it's so bad that the new uh, pay TV Star Trek, when they made Stacey Abrams like the uh, the head poobah of the United Federation of Planets, I went, that's it. I ain't paying cash money to watch this Star Trek if Stacey Abrams is in charge of the Federation. Anyway, she's got her whole Hollywood thing going, but to what she just said in that comment on MSNBC. What she's telling women is you're going to be better off childless because you won't be worried about your money. In other words, abortion can equate with personal prosperity. And having a child is a hardship. Now, just got to tell you, and don't take my word for it. It comes from the New York Times earlier this week as they are taking a look at polling. Republicans among independent women. Look at the change in the last month. In September, independent women were all in for the Democrats. There was a 14-point advantage on the generic ballot for Democrats. Now... In October, the swing has been dramatic, to say the least. Independent women say they are more inclined to vote for Republicans by an 18-point margin. 
So Republicans were down minus 14 a month ago among independent women. And now Republicans are ahead by 18 percentage points. Mercy. That is a swing as dramatic as a, a change in the, uh, in the tide uh, down there on the North Carolina coast. You know, you always heard about North Carolina's coast, the graveyard of the Atlantic, and that horrible undertow and all of that. And I know my South Carolina buddies are saying, yeah, J.D., that's why you got to hang out at the Grand Strand. No offense to the North Carolina coast and some great beaches, but there are more perils, it would seem, with undertow and those riptides and cross currents. But man, if this change is there, and that, that's independent women. Now, so, so when Joe Biden comes out, we're going to codify Roe v. Wade. That, that really going to help out? Next hour, the whole notion of midterm elections. A history professor who became Speaker of the House with my help, one of the smartest guys in Washington, He's going to explain it all as we move into Hour 2 following news. For Pete Callender, it's J.D. Hayworth on News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT.